right back to Like the big man Ian Wright just said there, people deluded, I'm back again, appreciative to all of you lot tuned in, Twitch gang, I hope you're doing well and safe, YouTube the same right back at you, please do me a favour, comment any questions, talking points, point of views, smash the like button, it helps the YouTube algorithm push our platform out there. In relation to other content people, after this, and again we have to be conscious of time, we're watching Newcastle against Spurs, obviously on Friday, much like the last three Premier League games Arsenal have played, we haven't had much joy, hopefully Newcastle could do us a solid and we can laugh at them after that it's Brighton against Man United where you know United fans big you up if you're in here you lot won't shut up about the League Cup and things imagine if they go and get the FA Cup and that's our trophy bro to be fair we're the most two decorated teams so hopefully Brighton can not only beat Man United in the semi-finals today but also get to the final man you watching Juventus Napoli I'll probably watch it but not on a watch along settings uh, actually the game I want, I want to go back and watch Real Madrid Celta Vigo man just a chance to I don't even know if he started but I saw it was on IT TV. I want to watch Gabby Vigo. Now, obviously, people, if you look at Wednesday, I don't know how you lot feel on the Sunday, people. How you feel today? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, of course, good night. But for me, is it impossible to beat City? No. Is it improbable? Yes. Uh, one thing that concerns me is Arsenal... I think one positive and a curse has been we are too emotional. In life, you need emotion to drive you. And I think the players are fed off that by themselves and off the fans. But I also think against Man City, you have to channel that... Uh, that sort of that that's them sort of emotions and use it in a positive way and you need to be cool calm calculated and collected and I think all of us need to do that fans we can have our opinions but the players and the manager there's every reason to be optimistic there's every reason to kind of be shook we know what's at stake we know we need a win a draw and we play right into city's hands that fit that that could drive you but that could also harm us I'm proud of our boys I'm proud of what we've well not in terms of trophies, but I'm, I'm proud of what we've achieved. I'm proud of the building blocks. But for these players, you know, hopefully a miracle happens. If nothing more, they can see that in life, sometimes being good is just not good enough. And while we've improved, why I can't talk up Arteta and what the boys are doing individually and collectively, when you look at, in comparison to what we've been since Arteta's walked in and just since we've been here in the last few years, that is great. When you're looking at it in the Premier League race and titles and things, it's another little level. So hopefully it's building blocks. These players can use the, they use everything they've learned this season, much less in this period now, to drive them for next season and season beyond and let this season be a foundation. Now, 
I don't want the players to feel like me as a fan. You know, I just don't think we have enough against City. I think in the last few games, we've shown we can compete. We've shown we can be competitive. It's just them fine margins. The last game, you know, individual mistakes cost us. Uh, Pep Guardiola showed why he's the master when he changed tactics and things like that. The Emirates game last season, I think we were superb. Again, fine margins let us down. FA Cup, there were some positives. Fundamentally, we've lost all three of those games, though. So playing well needs to correlate to winning games. And obviously, you know, you've, we've left ourselves almost no margin for error now. Mathematically, you could still do it. As I said, it's not impossible. It is improbable. Um, I just don't think we have it. And that's not a criticism. That's just my opinion. I just don't think we have it in us to win the league. I want to be wrong by all means, you know, but I just don't think we have it in us. I think, you know, we we needed to pick up a lot more points than this, not necessarily the three draws we've just had recently. But I don't want the players to believe like me. At the end of the day, what shall be, shall be. As I said, there's every reason to be optimistic or pessimistic. Let's use those emotions. Let's consider all the variables and go for it. A man said, scared, I'm petrified. I can't blame you for that. We can dream, but the hustle is sold separately. At this point, a win is somewhat incoincident coincidental I hope that's the right word the last two weeks should have reminded everyone that you have to go game by game and I can't trust we'll make the rest of the games count anyways exactly as I keep saying keep it game by game we're all looking at City you need to deal with Southampton and there's every reason to every twist and turn think about ramifications of winning or losing with City you know hunting us down you know the hunters have become the hunted but we need to take it game by game and control our emotions really and truly do you think that Pep will flood the midfield and try to outnumber Arsenal's now, I think we'll see what City normally do. You know, they're a better team than us. They'll assert what they want to say. And I think they'll play into our hands. I think the away fans will be making bare noise. I think the players, like they always do, will start confident. But City know that we need to win more than them. And they might play into our hands. Like I said, fine margins. We've been competitive. We've almost stifled City it's tactically at times. But... That's why they're Man City. They only need five minutes or five seconds to flip a game on its head. DJ, I know we shouldn't be really changing things, but I really think we need to play this 11. Ramsdale, White. Sorry, White. It's, sorry, Ramsdale, Gabriel, White, Partey, Tini, Jorginho, Xhaka. Assuming Xhaka is over his illness. Odegaard, Trossard, Jesus, Martinelli. I hear that, but for me, I don't think we're, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't, innit? There's every reason to change the team, but we could change the team and look rubbish. We could not change the team and look rubbish. We could change the team and win. We cannot change the team and win. So I just personally think, you know what, we've got to die on our sword, to be honest. You know, we've got to just keep doing what's got us here, really. They put too much pressure on themselves and Rob Holding back there. Gabby Vigo was kind of poor against Real. Fair enough. Big up yourself, Manny. These guys talk too much in the press. To be fair, the players have barely said anything. I think you're being a bit harsh, socials. If Arteta keeps up this Zinchenko, Hazes or Vieira madness, we might as well not travel to Manchester. He has cost us this season. A bit harsh. I think every player and every member of staff can take responsibility for any point we dropped or any points we gained. We can't win them all. And I hear you, we have to accept criticism, but it's a bit harsh. You know, I, I'm not saying you, but I think a lot of people have been a bit unfair to Jesus and Zichenko and very reactionary. The Vieira thing, I agree with you. Vieira, you had your chance, you didn't take it. We go again next season. If Xhaka's fit, Xhaka slots in. Or personally, if Xhaka isn't fit, you might as well play the man who wears the number eight on the back of his shirt, Odegaard, put Trossard in the 10. Trossard has the capacities to play as an eight. Personally, I don't want to see that. I want to see him play in the 10, Odegaard in the eight. And it is what it is, people. And I think, again, I don't like to talk about transfers because at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do until next season. But once again, you know, I wrote some notes into, in relation to this game. And even the games we win, I find myself saying, you know, how much of a trick are we missing by not having two more dynamic midfielders? You know, whether they're strong, athletic, six foot plus, that's a bonus. But athleticism, anytime we kind of 
struggled in games. It's been because of that, you know, when we, we were poor against Everton, but Onana was running rings around our midfield. I think people are gassing up Lavia's game against us, but he also had a solid performance. And you saw what, you know, Declan Rice brought to the table in the second half for West Ham and also when he dispossessed Partey. I think we struggled in hindsight against Southampton. You know, we're always going to struggle. We've got two Marga men in midfield with Partey, Chaperone in. Odegaard puts in a shift. Fabio is struggling to assert himself in the games and, and, and in his Arsenal career at the moment. Partey's having to do too much, especially against Southampton, watching the game again. Everyone's allowed their opinions, but I personally think there's been a dip in Partey's performances, but he's not been as poor as fans make out. And when you watch the Southampton game again, no matter how brilliant we may or may not think he is, he's having to do too much. He's playing as a centre-back, he's playing as a centre-mid, he's trying to contribute playing, you know, playing passes forward. Obviously, the, the, the I don't even want to keep talking about the attacking play. We all know, smash the light button, people. It's been stifled with Rob Holding coming into the team. I, I'm past the point of getting that Rob Holding. I'll praise or critique you fairly. Reality is, if we was challenging, if the aspirations was top four this season... I don't even think Holding's good enough in that, you know, apart from being a reassuring voice in the change rooms and being Mr. Three Five Two. So now that we found ourselves fighting for the league, bro, if Rob Holding is in that situation, we should have learned from last season. And as much as I praise Arteta for assembling the team, you need to take responsibility. In the same way we knew if Jesus got injured, Eddie had to step in and Eddie done well. Brownie points for the gaffer. Rob Holding stifles us defensively and offensively. And to be fair, defensively this season, regardless of who's played, we've made massive improvements. But once again, we're an improved defensive side. We're not a good defensive side. Until we really love defending, you know, in all aspects, obviously defending, making tackles and stuff. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about clean sheets. I'm talking about managing periods of games. You know, if we start a game and the team's on the front foot, let's just hold our position and be sensible. Obviously, if we've got our 2-0 lead and we're not going for the third, let's be sensible in how we take the sting out of the game, frustrate the opposition. You know, it's like we can only play one way, kind of tactically and emotionally. Yes, there can be tweaks. Um, and until we buy into all of that, like City have, like Liverpool did with their improvement, they, you know, you look at when Klopp walked in, Liverpool had no game management. They were playing the heavy metal football from start to finish. This, the next, like the season before they went and won, the season before they brought in Alisson and Van Dijk, better yet, they started to improve defensively and their outlook on defending. Van Dijk and Alisson obviously enhanced that. Defence wins you titles. And let's be honest, as I said, our defence has improved, but we've never been a good defensive side, you know. Even the, there's been a lot of games we've conceded some silly goals from set pieces on the transition, like you saw against Southampton. And sometimes we've won, you know, the goals again. Again, I'm not saying we're going to keep 38 clean sheets and I'm not saying we're never going to concede. But if you go and look at certain games again, individual mistakes, you know, getting caught on the transition, make it, you know, you will lose, a, it's football, in it? You're going to lose the ball in midfield or passes are going to go astray, but it's what we do from that point. And I think sometimes we've been far too open. Even the goals Brighton didn't score the goals in the game against Brighton, Aston Villa, Man United at home, Liverpool at home, Liverpool away, Brighton as well. You know, there was a lot of games really, even going back to Leicester at home last year, really, where we were superb, but there were some cheap mistakes there, really. And sometimes you get away with this at this point of the season where the romance kind of gets removed from things. This is where you need to go to the next level. In relation to Zinchenko, I think you're being a bit harsh like Jesus. I think they've added something. But as I've said before, as much as I like Zinchenko, he's human. He can have bad games. You know, we know Tini is never going to be the greatest player in the final third. And we know Zinchenko, is, he can make improvements. And I do think he's not as bad defensively people make out. Um, but... He needs to. We need to improve him defensively, and sometimes that inverted left left back thing isn't going to work. And even if it is going to work for next season, we need to have that and controlling centre midfielders that do what we need to do. It can't just be our centre mid, our left back. Sorry, conducting things again. I don't. We're not City, and I hate to use them, but. 
they've got the inverted fullbacks and the wavy centre mids and the tenacity. So it's just an Zinchenko could should just be an enhancer, really. And if I look at Jesus and Zinchenko, I thought they I think they brought a lot to the table. I'm very happy. I don't know which one signing of the season, but if I'm honest with you, you know, I feel a bit of a twofold. While they have led and shown their captain stuff. They're only two men in an 18-20 man squad. You're only going to be as good as your weakest man. And I think in if I'm harsh, I think they've shown why they're squad play why they were squad players at City really and truly and not necessarily the guys really in periods like this. Like I've, uh, Jesus, it feels a bit like Lacazette. I love Jesus. I think people are getting at him too much, but you're too good enough not to score goals. You know, Southampton was the first real poor game I've seen from Jesus in an Arsenal shirt in terms of goal scoring and things like that. He did play a hand in Saka's goal that he scored. You know, he set up Nelson, but he's shown why that probably, you know, for, you know, you can see why Jesus is brought in. He was brought in to do exactly that. But um, what he's doing now, but in terms of goals, while he's on the face of it, played 20 times. I, 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 let me actually check. I think he's played 20 times in the Premier League and he did have periods where he weren't scoring. But I think and he has had an injury and looked very good since his return. But, you know, and he has to, to his credit, got 20, played 20 matches, nine goals, five assists. You know, that's quite a good return. But Jesus, you're a good player. I think you could score a lot more goals. And if not, we need to find someone that's more hungrier because to a degree, Jesus ain't really interested in scoring goals like that. You know, it's a bit harsh because he said he wants to be the number nine, but on the pitch, his heat map is everywhere. It's not really in the six-yard box. So I think for next season, we need a tenacious midfielder or two. We clearly need a six-foot-plus striker that just offers us something different, the scope to go, you know, to go a bit more direct if, if need be and just provide something different, man. Saka on the bench? Nah, man. Saka starting, bro. I'm not being funny. City never hunted us. We didn't win our games that had no pressure. That's not hunted. One point is... Hunted is one point gap, not six. I don't check the league table, but if you're top and City are second, and in December, your, your star striker Haaland says you're going to hunt them down, I think that's hunted, bro. Vieira getting in before Smith-Rowe and Jorginho, absolute joke. I don't understand that. All I could say in, Hayes, in, in, in Arteta's defence is he has been saying for a number of weeks that smash the like button, people. Big up the Twitch gang that Fabio Vieira is pushing and pushing. I don't think he's taking his chances. Fabio Vieira gets my support until next season. He'll always get my support as long as he support the club. But I'm keeping the faith in that he could be a player for us for next season. Now, if we're in this scenario this time next year, I'm looking at it a bit funny. The first thing Vieira could do is go to the gym. Second of all, take your chances because if we bring in some midfielders, it could get long for you and you could find yourself as a squad player, nothing more, and absolutely obsolete. You're not going to get ahead of Xhaka unless something changes. You're not playing in the 10 ahead of Odegaard. So anytime you get to get minutes, let alone start, take your chances. Even the inverted right wing stuff, deputy slash substitute for Saka, with Trossard's emergence, with Nelson showing what he's doing, with maybe bringing in another striker or winger, that could become obsolete really and truly. And as much as I like the signings we've made, I do find myself looking at it playing devil's advocate. You know, our credit to what Jesus Sinchenko has brought to the table uh, and things like that. Uh, Trossard as well. But then when I look at it, you know, Fabio Vieira, at least for this season, when you know, it was more building blocks when these guys were brought in. But because of what we found ourselves in, Fabio Vieira, not a player that can be relied upon right now. Kirio, not a player that can be relied upon right now. A reluctance to use Jorginho. Again, we brought him in to continue our momentum. I can understand why he doesn't play sometimes or come off the bench, but playing purely devil's advocate, what are these guys here for, really and truly? And obviously, it's for years to come. It's not necessarily now. Jesus had his first below-par performance yesterday since coming back from injury. Let's not be reactionary. Amen. Guys are forgetting Jesus has scored like four goals in three, four games. Guys, you know when the emotions are high, people don't care about what you've done in it, really. Jesus ain't doing anything on Wednesday. He's already crying, talking about it's in our hands. That's, that's not how winners talk. To be fair, if he's saying it's in, his ha in our hands, 
How is that not how winners talk? Zinchenko can't play Wednesday. That second half from him against City at the Emirates was one of the worst I've ever seen. Harsh. To be honest with you, you know, there's got to be a reason why Pep was never keen on Zinchenko in midfield. And there's got to also be a reason why Arteta is not keen on starting Zinchenko in midfield. But even that, surely, you know, he's got to offer something in that eight row ahead of Fabio Vieira. I like Vieira, but... If we're just trying to get results, we ain't got time to hold hands. And maybe that's why Smith-Rowe ain't playing. I don't understand, you know, Smith-Rowe not getting more minutes off the bench because for his great, you know, he arguably along with Saka helped save Arteta's job. Um, and he scored a lot of goals last season for us. And a couple of his goals were off the bench. And you look at our bench, there's not really, there's a couple players, but there's not really much to it. I would have thought Smith-Rowe would have done something. In fact, when he came on off the bench against Bournemouth, did he not get an assist? I think that decision to play Vieira and leave Trossard on the bench showed a little bit of inexperience from Arteta. A must-win game is not the time to trust a player who hasn't earned it. To be fair, if he hasn't... I disagree that he hasn't earned it. I agree with you, Hector. As a fan, I think, you know, I ain't seen nothing from Fabio Vieira. He ain't grabbed his chances. He's, he's looked good in, in little patches. Trossard, Premier League proven, has hit the ground running. You've got to sometimes play on the form. So I agree. But on the other hand, if I'm the manager and he's training, and as I said a few weeks ago, Vieira keep, I mean, Arteta keeps saying that Fabio Vieira, he's giving me a headache. Is that not trust? I like the principle and the idea of Fabio being able to play as an eight or a 10, but he's not asserting himself. And I, I don't think he took his chances against Bournemouth, but at least with the Bournemouth game, you fitted in, you didn't stand out, you know. When I think of Fabio Vieira, I think, you know, good in tight spaces, lovely passing range, good link-up play. He was going to obviously peel to the left to link up with your guy, Martinelli, who is one of the players you actually have a great relationship with on the pitch and off it. Um, and I thought that he would cook. Now, one thing that went against Vieira is obviously the game was crazy from the start, but based on that 90 minutes or, or that game, because he didn't play 90 minutes, I don't agree with what I said because I don't think he displayed this. Like he's, he's too weak and feeble in the midfield. That's one thing. But at least retain the ball and play the passes and all of these things were not there. Just got in from church. God said, drop Zinni and you win. Boy, let's hope so. We've been conceding cheap goals for the whole season. Leicester home, Villa home and more. DG, do you like the centre-back from Sociedad, uh, Lenore Champ? I can't say his name. Apparently, we're going for him and Zubimendi, which will be around 100 million. I don't think we get both because I can't see us paying the release clause of him and Zubimendi and going to 100 million before we even talk about potentially Declan Rice or Kaiseido. Now, everyone's going to get linked with everyone. So, yeah, we would have relished to be in this position at the start of the season. True, we have to keep our form and not overreact to a dip in form. Again, keyword overreacting. But if you've seen certain things, the good, bad and the ugly in, in Arsenal, I know a lot of fans shape their opinion on forms and I can only speak for myself. But a lot of the things that I'm seeing some of the comments I've been saying for a hot minute and things can be right in a twofold. We would have loved to, if you offered this at the start of the season, we would have taken it. But obviously goals, dynamic shift. And if you find yourself with an opportunity to excel expectations, you've got to take it. You don't know what the landscape next year is going gonna, is gonna to have. For all, I don't think we need to overplay on the fact of, even though I agree with you, I don't think we need to overplay on the sense of, oh, if you offered, us, offered it to us in August, um, you, we would have taken it. Likewise, I don't think we have to be reactionary and act up. As I've been saying for weeks, the most disappointing thing is that it's been in our hands for as good as City are or aren't people. And also, I do think because of the consistency and the good things we've shown, I do think people, while we've probably skipped a few steps, we're putting Arsenal, or some people putting Arsenal at a level that they're not. The, the ruggedness, the street smartness, the game management, that, that perfection is not there. Right now, we're good. We need to aspire to be great. And we're not there yet. And hopefully this season... For all the improvements, the players who have shown a, 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 a mentality shift and a hunger for knowledge, hopefully they can see that 
while they've made improvements this time of year from now, if you want to win leagues and aspire for greatness and claim trophies, there's several gears you've got to go up. You need to you need to want to be successful more than when you want to be than you want to live. Really, all I know is we're either win or draw, but no losing. I don't know anything. Jesus has limitations in finishing. Maybe could do better on the wing. I've said that before. I think personally, if you bring in another striker, Jesus might find himself back on the wing again. But again, we need to turn him into a goal scorer. Man said, man said, sell Jesus this summer. Come on, man. Stop the nonsense. I'm, a, I'm happy to give Vieira some time. What do you think is happening with Smith Rowe? I just think he's out of favour and it, it does lead you to believe that his days might be numbered. Holding is the biggest problem of our last few games. I disagree. I disagree. Yes, tactically, you have to change with Rob Holding and he's not been perfect. But in them three games, we could have won against Liverpool, West Ham and obviously Southampton with Rob Holding. Regardless, you know, if I'm on, if I'm completely honest with you, we may managed to do it against Leeds and Crystal Palace and there was evident shortcomings in that game with Rob Holding. I, di I strongly disagree. We know Rob Holding ain't good enough. We know he doesn't offer much on the ball. Personally, I think he was a lot braver against Southampton. Personally, I think he had the best game against Liverpool than he's ever had. It's the first game where he could leave with any sort of face. Could have done a lot better on some of the goals like the whole team. But I disagree. We're in this together, really. And I think, all right, cool. If we remove Holding and put Saliba in there and, and assume the game went the same way, yes, Saliba would have looked a lot more defensive, defensively sound and on the ball for a lot more. But... Without getting into it, if we swap holding out and put Saliba in there, did we do enough to win any three of these games? No. We didn't start the first 20 minutes well enough against Southampton. We, you know, we took the foot off the gas against West Ham and got complacent. And Liverpool, we didn't show street smartness, man. I wish, I wish. I think Martinelli as a striker would bang. He does. He needs to probably improve how he plays with his back to goal, but he's got a future there potentially. Good to see you, DG. Who do you think should start in our midfield and attack on Wednesday? It's a bit mad because... Uh, it, it all depends on Xhaka. If Xhaka, assuming Xhaka is fit, it's a bit mad because I, I, I actually Ramsdale, Gabriel, Holding, Benjamin White, Zinchenko. Assuming Xhaka is fit, Xhaka, Odegaard, Partey, Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus. I'm going with the, I'm going with that. Apart from Fabio Vieira, if Xhaka is not fit, Trossard plays the ten for me. Odegaard plays in the eight and then everywhere, everywhere else is kept the same. But I must admit, I do want to flirt with potentially playing Zinchenko in midfield. I do probably want to get Tini in there defensively. And I think Trossard has to start. But the problem with Trossard, I think Saka has to start. I also think Martinelli has to start. I also think regardless of what people have to say about Southampton, in my opinion, I think Jesus has to start. See, the thing about Trossard... Sorry, your comment's gone. I see... I would love to... Sorry, your two comments up here. See, the thing about Trossard playing that left-centre mid-row, we need someone there who can also defend. I would love see... I would have loved seeing Smith-Rowe play that right-centre mid and moved Odegaard to the left-centre mid. I'm a teeny fan, but I do think we need him. But I do think we need... I am a teeny fan, but I do think we need him for this game and play Zinchenko in the Xhaka role if Xhaka is not fully fit. I mean, Xhaka is a tough as old boots, isn't it? Like, if he's got the flu or he's ill, that, that gives me a lot of positivity that he should be back. But granted, Xhaka's, you know, made of, you know, he's he, he's made of granite, isn't it? So it's got to be a, a probably a bad case of the flu, in it? Hopefully, from, from the, the days that I followed the Southampton game, he's calm. I do not want to see Zinni in the middle. Not that we got much, though. Even if Xhaka is fit, I'm also leaning towards Partey, Jorginho, double pivot. I hear that. The only thing with Jorginho is on the transition. But saying that at the Emirates, I'm sure at the Emirates in the Premier League, Jorginho was one of our better players in that defeat. If we beat Robot FC in, in their home, we deserve the league. We deserve the league if we finish on top. Because again, 
if we, you know, the way we're moving, I'm not saying we're going to beat City, but we could beat City and then mess up the other games. I'm keeping the faith we'll win the league. I've got all the faith in the world and I've also got all the pessimism in the world. The reality is you have to take both and go. I'm not saying you, but I do think Arsenal fans are a bit weird. Some fans just want to sing Kumbaya and say all this positive tosh for no reason. I'm not saying don't be positive. I'm saying positive, just, just burying your head in the sand and thinking things are going to get better. And I likewise don't agree with extremely being negative. There's reasons to be both. Let's take them and let it fuel us and try and paint a positive narrative. If not, we just have to go again. Make no mistake, you don't get the result we need on Wednesday. Our boys, you've been great this season. Let's finish the season on a high. Keep it moving. It would have been lovely, really, to delay this City game because I would have loved to have been playing today in the well, watching my team play today in in the FA in the FA Cup semi final. You know, I'm hoping Brighton can do us a favour. We will be watching Brighton Man United. You can see the link posted there. And likewise, shortly after this, again, we have to be conscious of time, folks, because I'm going to need to do that live stream. We're watching Newcastle against Spurs. So if nothing more, hopefully Newcastle can give us Arsenal fans something to cheer about, man. A draw still keeps us in it. Yeah, but the dynamic shift, I think you need to win, man. I think you need to win. And I hope City drop points. I really I really do hope City drop points. But again, if we start looking at one, two things, you know, City are just quietly going about their business. They've played the game great. They've let all the talking points stay with Arsenal, breath of fresh air, quietly going about their business. You look in their lot, you know, you look at Pep's uh, City, um, the last 16 games, you know, they're unbeaten. You know, they beat Villa, beat Arsenal, drew against Forest and Leipzig, beat Bournemouth, beat Bristol, beat Newcastle, beat Palace, beat Leipzig, beat Burnley, beat Liverpool, beat Southampton, beat Bayern Munich, beat Leicester, drew with Bayern and beat Sheffield United yesterday. One love to everyone who was there. So make no mistake, we're going to have to be at our best. And even sometimes when we played in the top six games, again, I don't want to be harsh. And I, I, I really like that the fact that we're more competitive as a team. But if we're harsh, there's certain things that we've done in the victories and the defeats to Manchester United, the draw and the win against Liverpool. Actually, not really, not, not really, not really Spurs away, even though there were little bits and pieces where the game might have went left. In fact, Spurs as well, where there's there's little been little margins in that game where you think, boys, City would take advantage. We're not gonna, you know, we're probably not gonna keep a clean sheet. We need to keep our emotions in check. We need to be competitive and we need to fight. If they beat us, let them beat us in it. But don't let it be because somebody switched off. Somebody's made a defensive error. Let's see. Let, let's let City show us why they're fighting for a treble. And what I would say is these players need to relish it. We prayed for times like this. This is poor. This is this is rich people's problems now. We're worrying about league titles. We're in the Champions League. Hopefully, this season is one to follow. Many we prayed to be in, in positions like this. Pressure is a privilege. It comes with the circumstances. The players need to, among with everything, the players need to get back to enjoying things. There's no guarantees in football like life, apart from Spurs bottling it. Um, they can say the same about us now. We we wanted it, so just play with. A, I, I haven't seen our players playing with a smile on their face, enjoying as well. And we need to enjoy what we're doing. Part a wrong choice to lose, wrong time to lose form. I don't think he's lost form, honestly. And if he has, who hasn't in that team? You know, Saka's been getting goals and assists. He's dropped off a bit. Probably what of the only Trossard, Martinelli, really. There aren't kind of still maintaining that higher level. You know, I know Jesus had a terrible, terrible game against Southampton, but as someone pointed out, you know, he's been in red hot form since the man's returned from injury. So how far does it go? If Xhaka is out, let's start Partey and Jorginho in the middle. Let's raise up as fans so the boys can enjoy the game. They need to do whatever. They need to raise the fans. Trossard is maybe our most dangerous player around the box. Our starting front three will be a brain breaker for our team on Wednesday. That's the main thing, Broski. There's a lot of individual errors. They need to iron that out of their game. Amen. Then he should be on the bench, Broski. It's a gamble playing him if he's got a knock. 
Who are you talking about? Granite. If Jack is not over the illness, is it, then then he can't play really. Do you think Arteta needs to treat the cups more seriously next season? Yes, I've always said it. I think since we won the FA Cup, I don't, I don't think Arteta is navigated multiple cups cups well enough. You know, FA Cup. I don't think fair enough. We got City in it. Fair enough, but we did rotate our team. We did have another game. I'm not really going to get in for that. It's the Europa League. I think we've been disgracing ourselves. Olympiacos, uh, Sporting, Villarreal. I think the players and the gaffer have showed a lot of naiveties managing the first legged ties, like we've just seen, um, really. And and for the players, they've got to get used to playing multiple cup competitions and stuff like that. Arteta has to as well, if I'm completely honest with you. When you look at the Premier League points against City since Arsenal last earned one, uh, Manchester United have got 17, Spurs have 16, Liverpool have 13, Chelsea have 12, Palace have 9, Wolves have 7, Leicester have 6, Newcastle and Southampton have 5, Leeds got 4, Brentford, Brighton and Norwich have 3, Everton and West Ham have 2, Villa, Burnley, Huddersfield, Middlesbrough, Forest, West Bromwich, Albion have all picked up 1. And he said it's fair to say we're due 1 after 11 straight defeats and it needs to end. If nothing more, just respect. You know, we've been getting our asses handed to us against City. And Pep, I'm on to you because how you let Spurs get 16 points and you ain't giving us anything. Anyways, next week's game against City always, this is what Obino has said, next week's game against City always reminds me of the importance of the heads-to-heads. In 03-04, Arsenal won the league by 11 points from Chelsea. They beat Chelsea twice. If they lo- lost those two games, Chelsea would have won the league by a point. If we had beaten City at the Emirates, we'd be 11 points clear right now. And if we held on to Leeds against Liverpool, against West Ham, uh, actually, there's been more as well. There's 100% been more other games. You know, Southampton away from home as well where we've let ourselves down, but we can't go back in time. But if we had beaten City at the Emirates, we'd be 11 points clear right now. If we had drawn, the gap would be eight points. And this shows why we're doing good in comparison to what Arsenal need to be. If we want to be title contenders, we need to chase greatness because sometimes good in life ain't enough and it's not enough right now. We've, we've, we've blown all our lives. This is our last, our last opportunity on Wednesday. So if the boys want it, play like it. And when you look again, I don't think any, well, I don't know about you lot, but anyone genuinely surprised with our level of defending, yeah, I don't know if you've, if, if you've been watching because I've been saying for time, we're an improved defensive side. We are not a good defensive side. When you look at our first 18 games and the issues were there in the 14 goals we conceded there. Our last 13 games, we've conceded 17. We've kept three clean sheets versus nine. You know, and you can see the various statistics. So we've hit a bit of a blip. We need to get with it. And for next season and seasons beyond, our players need to love defending. And our, we need to sign players if they come in that love defending. Because if I'm harsh, and I know it's a little bit of a lazy opinion. I know it's a very, very lazy opinion. But we've signed a lot of defenders, you know. And we have improved defensively, clearly. But there's not been the significant improvement. Now, there's some guys have been squad players. Some guys have been stop gaps. But we've signed a lot of attacking, I mean, defensive players. And the one variable is still the same. So, it is what it is in that regards, people. Goals conceded since the 1st of February. Leeds have conceded 27. Southampton and Forest, 21. Leicester, 20. We've conceded 18. We're near the relegation for that at this moment. So, again... Defence wins you titles. Goal, even at the start of the season, let's be real. As much as I praise the team, goals goals win games. You have to score more than you can see. But a lot of the fact the fact that we were blitzing teams, and I, I'd say even go back to Brighton away, the fact that we even leads in the 1-0 victory there, we were blitzing teams. And I think the fact that we were scoring a lot of goals was kind of masking and hiding that we need to improve defensively. And, and even then, based on this season, we've improved a lot defensively. But I think we've slipped back into old habits. You know, first it started to rear its head via set pieces. 
I see a lot of people on Twitter blaming uh, Holding. I can't lie, bro. On a different day, if Partey's on form, we win those games. We need more stability in that midfield. I personally think Partey was on his own. I think Partey was one of our better players watching the games twice. But I don't agree with public enemy number one. Like, making out it's just Jesus. It's just Holding. It's just Partey. Even in the last three, at least two of the three games, definitely Liverpool and definitely Southampton, regardless of how the game's gone, we've obviously had opportunities at the end of the game where we could have nicked it. And really, and, and and truly, and 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 maybe not even looking at this, but football's a ninety-minute game, and we haven't controlled what we needed to control across these ninety-minute games. Wouldn't mind Jorginho at six and Partey at eight. I think Partey is one of our most, our most, tech, our, our most switched-on people, man. I don't know about that. Gabriel's not shocking, you know. We miss Saliba. Gabriel, the only thing with Gabriel is he, he's been one of the best centre-halves in the Premier League and he's been at the forefront for us and he's been quite good. He's had some poor games, of course, like everyone. And again, you know, he's switched off. And the one thing about him is the Bozo gene, like with Ramsdale, that's going to hold him back. And that's my only worry with Ramsdale and Gabriel is that I like you lot, but if we keep up this trajectory for years, we're going to have to look at that. So I'm not too sure about where you're going with that. Saliba's also made mistakes. They're in it together, you know. It's always the one that isn't involved. Arsenal's current form doesn't make them anywhere near winning at City. City's players are red hot at the moment and they will come out as hungry lions charging our helpless sheep. Fair enough. Every time Trossard's come on, he's looked dangerous. Bar in Harlan, I believe we have the best strike force. Well, I don't know. Feel like Odegaard has been ducking criticism. He's been below par for a while now. A bit harsh. And to be fair, oh, he's been crucified, if I'm honest with you. I don't think there's a single player that ain't been blamed, if I'm honest with you. Hey, mate, first time chatter. Who's winning tonight? I'm in Australia. Big up yourself and hopefully Brighton and Newcastle, really. Would you bring Ben White back into centre-back? But who plays right-back? You know, I'm not really here for the Nelson experiment. Who plays right-back? If there was another right-back, yeah. There's every logic, but then who plays right-back? I know people will say part A and maybe some would want Jorginho and Jacker together in midfield. We've seen it's not mobile enough. Not that we don't have many options. Pardon me. Jorginho played well at the Emirates and party gives him more protection so he can focus on controlling the game. I hear that. I just think for next season, we need more dynamic stuff, man. To be honest with you, next season, I want a more experienced manager and a better goalkeeper on top of the players they need to bring in. I'm sorry, and I respect your opinion, but anyone who wants Arteta sacked on the 23rd of the 4th, 2023 is a dickhead. You know, does Arteta have a lot of shortcomings? Yes. But that's the gaffer. And if we if we can bring someone in better, who wouldn't want that? But like with the players, as much as I love Saka, if there's someone the same age as Saka and better, why not? But there's no reason to sack Arteta. There's evident shortcomings. There's evident areas of improvement. You know, if we were a team that had expectations of going for a Premier League title, like if the same thing kept happening, like we're crumbling, then yes, really. No one should duck criticism. But who are you bringing in? I'm not saying you're wrong, but who are you bringing in? I know it's not your answer, but who are you bringing in? And again, while we'd have to hold our criticisms for bottling the Premier League, bro, the target the target was top four. He's been in the top four positions from the start of the season. He's confirmed that. What more do you want? Beyond the obvious. As much as people say Benny at centre-back, his ability on the ball alongside the right side going forward and back, I'd rather him there than party. Holding versus Gabriel, Gabriel versus... Sorry, holding versus Haaland, Gabriel versus Haaland at the Etihad is a nightmare. You've got to be able to do this. You think Arteta is brief white not to be as attacking? Of course, he's probably told him to be a bit careful. And naturally, you know your teammates. But at the same time, 
you've still got to be able to contribute, really. You've still got to play without that hand. Arteta has transformed this club. He's the man for the job, in my opinion. We're still on the process of building. He's truly cooking. I do think there's a lot of criticisms. And, you know, the better we get, the harsher the, the criticisms get for the players and the gaffer. But anyone that wants to gaffer sacked again on the 23rd of the 4th, 2023, you're doing too much. He's the reason, along with the players, we're even in this shout, exceeding expectations. Two troops can live in the same realm. In relation to that game, anyway, Saliba is to miss the Man City showdown after an Arsenal update. Allegedly, people, says footy insider. Maybe he thinks he can be the difference, but the manager knows what he's doing. If the injury is going to get worse by playing, then he won't be playing. But there are some injuries that don't get worse, even if you play on them. But Saliba gets a lot of credit for me for his attitude. I think it's great that he wants to play. I always say players do not do that enough, so fair play to him. It really depends on the injury. The manager will have the final say, and if the doctor says no, he will not do it. I want him to play through the pain barrier if it's going to be worse in the long run. Players do care, you know, play, you know, the Southampton lad. Credit to Arsenal's medical staff and Southampton's. And credit to him for wanting to play his part in relegation, in the relegation battle for Southampton. In that game, you know, you saw obviously that he had a concussion and you got a safe place. We might get annihilated. We could win, we could lose, we can draw. They're the three variables. So get out there and go and try and have a positive result. Do you want us to sit here and cry? City's a scary team. Individually, their players are amazing and they scare me especially against some of the players we're going to have to go with. But at the same time, it is what it is now. You know, if the league is gone, allegedly, I don't look at the league table, it's now a case of building blocks for next season. Let's take the areas for improvement and work on them and be even better next year. If we want to be in this scenario, this next season and seasons beyond, we need to be able to play against City and match them and get results. I think in the last three games we played City at, at the Emirates last season and, and, and um, last season and this year in the FA Cup, fundamentally, we've lost. Playing well needs to now correlate to winning games. But we found somewhat of a competitive nature before. And it still ends up like that. A bit like when we played Liverpool recent. Now, they still batter us apart from the last two games. But it's a lot more competitive. Now we need to be able to go win these games. You know, it's been a good... One thing I have liked is the, the games against the top four, top six, if I'm honest with you. Personally, I would take the chance with Saliba on Wednesday now or never. He needs to be more than 70% fit for me. You know, if there was a game to take the risk, fair enough. But, you know, if there is a small smidget of the footballing gods allowing us to get a positive result against City with holding in there and whatnot, and Saliba is able to play a significant part of the remainder of the running, then I would look at that. What's an OTT take? Saliba is done for the season. Personally, I think he is as well, but I hope he's not. We need more ball carriers in midfield. Hear that. I'm still annoyed we haven't won any Europa League ever since we've been in it. We've been letting ourselves down, man, several times in Europa League. A lot of the things that cost us in the Premier League cost us in such as well. What else have we got? We have no experience of champions. Jesus blames lack of title winners in Arsenal squad. I mean, ain't you that? I want to see exactly what you said. Anyways, he said, I don't think it's the pressure or something like that, like people want to talk. Obviously, we are, we are, I think, the youngest team in the league. No excuses, but that's a thing to be thinking about. I hear that, but you're all old enough to know. Forget going for league title, just focusing on a 90-minute game of football. You're all old enough to know certain things shouldn't be done in the last few games. People wanting Arteta sacked, bro, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We have no experience of champions. And obviously, sometimes if we want to try, if we want to play good like we was playing from the start of the season, we have to try and sometimes to do right and sometimes we do wrong. Everyone here can make a mistake. That's why it's so important to stick together. Now it's the time for recovery, to rest our minds and body and then keep fighting. Fair enough, man. What do you mean? What war do you want? I don't think you're listening, man, because I want the league title. But again, if you remove, you know, your, your emotion from it and you consider where the club has gone, where we're at now, 
and where we're aspiring to. Based on this year, what more do you want? I've, I've held Arteta accountable. We have to look at things to improve. But what more do you want from the gaffer? If he's done what he's needed to do in August, well, for the, the goal set in August and he's almost succeeded, what more do you want? Shut it. Again, who doesn't want to win league titles? I'm well aware of when last we won a league title, but you need to control your emotions. You know, what manager is going to get off us over the line? Arteta's got a lot of question marks. But still, what manager's coming in now? Show up, rise up the manager. Who? Conte? I'm not saying you're wrong, but control your emotions, man. Come on, man. You can't accuse these players of being too emotional and you're doing the most. Two truths can live in the same realm, but ignorance is bliss. If I thought like you, I'd probably say the same things. But yeah, man, Jesus believes we can still win the title. Boy, I, I, I want the players to believe. I don't at this moment. I think the chance is gone, you know. But as long as it's mathematically possible, fight in it. We said we need to keep going to keep believing. The Premier League is so difficult to win this competition. We are going, we are not here to always give excuses, but it's a tough league. There are some good games and some tough games. The last games we played, we faced tough opponents. Even if you don't drop points like we drop points in the last games, nothing changes. It's a final on Wednesday. Play like it. Each game is a final. We have to face them like a final. This is the most important game of the season for us. So you've said that. I need to see a, a, a performance of such. Um we have to understand that every point can decide the league. But like we all say now, it's time to stick together and we go again. In the last two games, we started well. Then after that, we couldn't hold the ball and keep playing our way. Southampton was the opposite. We didn't start well like in other games. But at the end, we tried our best but dropped two points. So we're very naive as a football team at this moment in time. Building blocks. Lee Dixon has teared into Zinchenko and said he's not a good defender. We know he's not. He's not an organic fullback. You know, at City, you can do all of that really and truly. I don't think we'll do it. I don't think we did. I, listen, I was never that. At this point, you know, you, everybody knows my thoughts on this title challenge thing, but I want to see fighting and forget all of that. Building blocks for next season. And let's just get back to winning games, man. And looking somewhat decent, you know, really and truly. Newcastle are confident of signing Kieran Tini for 30 million. Allegedly, people, we've seen this before and heard this before, but allegedly, Newcastle are reportedly confident of signing Arsenal defender Kieran Tini as Eddie Howe eyes a new left back this summer. As you know, he's not really got too many minutes. Um, he has made just 118 appearances since joining from Celtic in 2019. He's had a number of injuries. According to the Sun, Newcastle are set to make a move of 30 million to sign Tini. And sources close to the player believe a move up north is increasingly likely. Fair enough if you want to cut, cut in it, but. It'd be a great signing for Newcastle, but make sure we get top money. I don't know what that is. Anyways, moving away from that. Arsenal and Newcastle in the race to sign 22-year-old South American midfielder Manuel Ogarte, the Uruguay international. I mean, he showed against us. You're much like Lavia, much like Declan Rice, much like Caicedo when we played Brighton and he showed us last year. He's tenacious. He's got a, he's dynamic in midfield. He's got a good technical ability. He's 22 years of age. He's got that South American mentality. So if we are looking at the, the sporting lad, could hardly do a lot worse than added to the list. You could also throw El Nana in that as well because we were linked with him and he ran us ragged in what I would describe as our poorest game of the season, Everton away. Um, big up yourself, Theo, but I don't really care what you've got to say. Apparently Odegaard used to think Harlem was a little B-word. Really close. Caicedo reacts to missing out on £70 million move. I think we've seen this already, but if some of you lot have been missing during the week, I was really close to going. I suffered a lot. I'm sure I'm going to have many more opportunities. That's why I continue to do things well. It was tough. At the beginning, when I didn't end up going, lots of people would make fun of me on Instagram. Well, you shouldn't have talked, didn't it? People treated me badly. I didn't check my social media because it, it, would hurt my, it would hurt me to see things. I've seen a lot of Arsenal before knowing there was a possibility of signing for them. I watched them and I liked them because they, they have very young 
talented players and some stars, but they always have the mindset of wanting more. He then went on to say, I just want to have a really good season with Brighton to finish off the season well. I mean, I hope you get a European place, Champions League, a place of a couple of our rivals and an FA Cup. Play really well and we'll see what happens next season. When asked if he would like Arsenal to win the Premier League, he said, of course, I hope, but let's see. Just make sure you sign for us, man. Just make sure you sign. And for as great as he is, you know, we're going to have to overpay 43 appearances, 21, million, tw 21 years of age, 43 appearances, linked with being the 70 plus million pound deal. You can see why scouting pays off. In relation to Declan Rice, Arsenal, how many times have we seen this? We're a bit like with Mudrick. Arsenal in pole position to complete Declan Rice signing. Arsenal are now in pole position to sign Declan Rice amid Chelsea's financial struggles. The Gunners are growing increasingly confident in their chances of signing the 24-year-old midfielder this summer. Chelsea had long considered long-term favourites to sign Rice, but the Blues are tied down by financial limitations after spending big on the new owner, Todd Berhe. Newcastle were Arsenal's other competitor to sign Rice this summer, but the Tyneside club have halted their pursuit. They've pulled the plug. And apparently with Chelsea and Newcastle both not willing to match West Ham's valuation, Arsenal have leapfrogged their rivals to become strong favourites to sign the England international. It's understood Rice would prefer to stay in London and Arsenal are now the only team in the capital still pushing hard to sign him. Rice has publicly expressed his desire to play in the Champions League and Arsenal are on track to qualify for the European competition after a strong show in the Premier League this season, people. Apparently, he's turned down several offers. And West Ham are open to settling this summer. Amid fears, he could run down his contract and leave for a slash price or even for free people. Uh, apparently, the door is still open for us to sign the next Gabby Martinelli, a.k.a. Victor Rourke. Arsenal are interested in signing Brazilian sensation Victor Rourke this summer. Sources have told Football Insider, as you know, he's wanted by Barca, Chelsea and a whole host of other clubs. People, it's understood he has a 35 to £40 million pound price tag on his head. So we'll have to see, but it appears that Barca are the favourites. On Friday, was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. We held, we heard that Charles Watts posted Arsenal hold talks over Chelsea's Mason Mount. Once again, when you look at the headline and then look at it, it looks like informal discussions and you have to be a bit clever with it because Rice would probably want to stay at Chelsea, but they're not going to give you the wages you want. So maybe his agent and, and whatnot are playing the media game and saying all these clubs are interested legitimately or unlegitimately to try and leverage Chelsea's position and force them to give him a deal. Um, and also, there's varying degrees of interest. We don't know if Arsenal want to sign him in conjunction with what we're doing in the summer or if we want to sign him as a bit of a backup. For what it's worth, I'd take, man. You can play in a couple of roles, play eight, fairly Premier League proven. I don't think you're a bad player. I don't think you raised the curtain of this club, but I do think there's a player in there. And apparently Liverpool are very keen on signing him. And if we sign Declan Rice, he's mates with him, in it? So, yeah. But for what it's worth, I remember reading this. Where is it? The devil is in the details. What for what it's worth, Arsenal are monitoring Mason Mount's position at Chelsea as the Premier League leaders step up their summer transfer plans. It's where is it? Where is it? There's, 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 there's the devil is in the detail. Let's just read it normally, man, and we'll find it. Uh, where is it? Talks have taken place over the 24-year-old England international's availability with Liverpool, Newcastle and both Manchester clubs also believed to be keen. Mount will have one year left on his contract at Stamford Bridge in the summer and the Blues will now need to sell players to help try and balance the books having failed to qualify for the Champions League. Bring in Colwell as well. we'll be look, they'll be looking to cash in on the academy uh, product. Liverpool are believed to be pushing hard for the attacker, but Arsenal are keeping close tabs on the situation with Mount's ability to operate in a number of positions across the final third, seen as an appealing option as they look to build a squad capable of competing on multiple fronts, people. So again, monitoring, informal discussion sort of thing. It don't, it, there's no talks of offers being placed and whatnot. 
and it seems Liverpool have made the most progress in that regard, if anyone's done such. Anyways, people, Balogun's been linked with AC Milan once again, and they're willing to pay 35 million euros. Do I think we're on, he'd be undercut? Do I think Balogun could go somewhere in Europe and then be sold for, for top money back to this back to these shores? Yes, but we've got to remember the riches of the Premier League and the other leagues, it, it, there's a fine contrast. Bournemouth are going toe-to-toe -to -toe with AC Milan to fight for players, you know. So I do think we have to temper our expectations on Balogun or, or on the figure. But saying that, Napoli, it weren't cheap to bring in Osman when Napoli bought him, if I can remember correctly. But yeah, and unless you're PSG or, you know, even though Real Madrid and Barca are struggling financially as well, uh, they're able to sign players for wavy money. So is what it is. This further confirms that we're looking at Ogarte. Apparently, Arsenal have sent scouts to watch him. Not that we never got a front row seat. Arsenal keen, still keen on midfielder, says Fabrizio Romano. Arsenal are still interested in Caicedo, but they're not alone. There are more English clubs keeping an eye on his situation. I'm not aware of concrete talks with Real Madrid at this stage. It's his dream, but not something negotiated now. I expect McAllister to leave Brighton, but Caicedo's situation will be interesting too. Um, and on McAllister, Liverpool and Man United remain keen on signing Alexis McAllister as talks will take place very soon, not late in the window. So he'll probably be one of the first signings to whatever club in the summer, in my opinion. Uh, if we look at Goal.com, apparently Arsenal could sign both Declan Rice and Mount this summer. I don't know for the holding hands thing, but according to Football Insider, Arsenal are in pole position once again to bring in Rice. And we've just looked at the mounting people. And we're targeting Martin this summer, but he's wanted by anyone, everyone. We sent scouts to watch Martin Zubamendi and Robin Lenormand of Sociedad. Again, we've been pointed towards activating their release clauses if we want them. We've been linked with the right-back, Missouri. We need a right-back. He's fallen out of favour at Bayern Munich. I'm not saying that Arsenal don't want him, but read between the lines. Maybe this is a bit of creative journalism, but could do a lot. Arsenal interested in the services of Mike McGowan. Respectfully, he's better than, than Ramsdale. As much as I love Ramsdale, if you could, I'm, I'm, I'm upgrading everything. I'm on upgrading everything. I'd love that, but we need to spend significantly, well, we're probably going to have to spend significantly in certain other areas of the pitch before we look at the goalie in it. His contract expires in 2026. Milan want to offer him a new contract. Spurs need a goalie. You know, they've got the more experienced teammate of his or international teammate of his in Hugo Lloris at a time. Maybe that's where it comes from. We face competition from Newcastle for DRB. We're ready to spend 100 million euros on Declan Rice. Leipzig and AC Milan are the favourites for Balogun. 80 million quid offer for Rice. So there's a lot of things. We're keen to offer Nelson a new deal. I would offer him a new deal, protect the money. We're monitoring Gladbach midfielder Norhouse. We're still in the race to sign Vlahovic. Boy, we're looking at Xavi Simmons. We've made an inquiry about N'Golo Kante. We're still interested in Zaha. You know, Gravenbeck, Ollie Watkins. Again, we're going to be linked with everyone. Whether we buy them is a completely different thing. Don't forget, people, I'm going live at 4.20 to watch Brighton Man United with you. And just before that, you know, in just under 15 minutes, smash the like button on this video and all of the videos that I've posted, people. It helps the engagement. We're going to watch Newcastle against Spurs, people. I like McGann, man. We need to play with a sweep on Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I suspect the agent doing his work. Can the Chelsea hierarchy sell Mount proper Chelsea to a rival? I mean, it, they can't let him go for free. He's been linked with Liverpool, Arsenal, both Manchester clubs, so he's going to go somewhere. I don't think Mount's a bad player. Last January bid for rep for Dec Caicedo was 65. Good business for someone who's played 40 odd, isn't it? Can you quantify how much damage has the rest hurt our chances of winning the league? I, I can't quantify, but, you know, VAR did its job against Brentford. We might have got two points. We definitely deserved a penalty against Southampton twice now, Newcastle as well. But uh, So you could say that. But what I would say, Indies, you know, United with VAR. But what I would say is I'm not excusing the ref. 
if I'm honest, in these games I've mentioned and maybe others, pardon me, even Liverpool at the Emirates, they probably should have got a penalty. You know, we have got away with it on occasion. And if I'm honest, in these games I've mentioned, I'm not saying the ref hasn't played a part, but do I? can I answer in my opinion, honestly, as a football fan, do I believe we've done enough to win those games isolated from that? No, because there's also been dodgy refereeing decisions in games where we've won. Of course, in an ideal world, we don't want refs to make it all about themselves. But unfortunately, we're at, we're at the standard of refereeing is never going to improve because I don't think they want it to improve. They're more happy with the entertaining talking points that are provided with such. Glad to, great to hear the banner from other fans. They would love to be in our position, still challenging for the title, of course. But banner, banner has to run in it. We'd be bantering as well. When you know we ain't been in the Champions League. When Spurs went out, we're onto them. It is what it is, man. If you don't want to get bants patting up, but I'm sure most normal football fans, when they pattern up and stop all the nonsense, they'll concede that we've we've done all right. But you're right, man. Need some big signings. Who would you get next year for me? Zubamendi or Sosia, Dad? I do like Fresnador. I think you just go to La Liga, man. I would like the more I watch a guy say that I want him. I do like Declan Rice. And if Arteta is keen on him, then I think it's about time we get these top targets, man. I'm not saying we haven't not got our top targets like with Jesus, but for every Jesus, there's been a Mudrick, there's been a Rafina, there's been Caicedo, Douglas Luiz. At the time when we Pedro Neto, when we've gone for them, we haven't got them over the line. If you were City, how would you try to... If you were Arteta, how would you try to stop City? I think we just got to play our game. I don't think there's a way of stopping City. I just think we have to match them. I don't think you can stop Haaland. You know, if you can kind of neutral, uh, nullify that midfield, then Haaland is, is kind of out of the game. But I don't think you can stop City. I mean, I hope Saliba plays on Wednesday, but if I was betting, I don't know, man. That's the reason I said I would not change position for United. I don't care about Katia World Cup. Title race experience is worth more for our future. I'm not going to lie. As a fan, I just want trophies because that's what gets etched, etched into our history. But I hear your point. You know, hopefully this experience makes us better. Do you think Brighton will sell both Caicedo and McAllister in the same window? They probably got the replacements for both players and the replacements for the replacements lined up already. So, yes. Um, but you've got to pay what they want. I think with McAllister, with him signing a new deal before the World Cup, he was the one they probably said he's going to go regardless. Um, for Caicedo, if you you know their, their their stance on him might soften in in the summer because they've got more time to assess a replacement. The season would have been done. They're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup. They're potentially in Europe in some capacity. They would have achieved that. Obviously, that would actually help them keep him because they could say, you know what, you're 21. You've got the deal that you wanted. You're at a club that's improving. You will get your move. Just keep doing what you're doing, like the man himself said in it. So, um, yes and no. I think. McAllister's the one they're going. I think if someone puts down the bread for Caicedo, then fair enough. But maybe, you know, this is assuming everyone's going to go for Caicedo. Same way in the summer or from now till the summer or January to the summer, every club that might be interested in Caicedo is still going to go for him. But they've had a few months to assess other targets. So we'll have to see. Sweeper keeper, boy. I don't know, man, with that decision making. Zaha would be an excellent super sub. Probably gone, man. It's probably it's probably gone. Mash up the light button. That one there is probably gone. It's probably gone. It is last chance saloon, man. Big up yourself, life from Planet X. So yeah, man, it's last chance saloon, man. We've got no, there's no margin for error. We're gonna have to do what needs to be done, and if not, then we're in issues. Just because I'm conscious of time, people. Obviously, in 12 minutes, I'm going live with you guys again. For some of you, make sure you join me for Newcastle against Spurs. Even if you can't be there, please smash the like button on the free videos, including this. It helps the channel grow. Live from 4:20, we're gonna watch Brighton, Man United. Um, 
So, yeah, again, smash the like button, subscribe, follow on Twitch as well and all the socials. I appreciate you lot offering your time on this Sunday, your talking points, your points of view and all of these things. It's you lot that make the platform. Who do I think that rapper is? Apparently it's Shea Ojo, so it says it all, innit? That's why I never made it at Liverpool and that you made a lot of money. The rap shit as well, if I'm honest. Like, I'm not going to lie. Second time I listened to it, I thought it was better, but it's me, deep. But, yeah, on that note, you lot stay safe, stay blessed. I'm off to prepare the next stream. One love. <laughs> Because you always just like, I can't remember, I've been given, like...